welcome to episode number five. So I see that you've figured me out completely now as my co-host. <laughs> so, um, so Sarah Beth fingers. has just put her hand up to remind me of the number, you know, it's number five. What, what are you going to do when you get to number 11? Oh, no, I'm going to have to put up my toes. Are you going to start doing the uh, Vanna White I thing? I am a yoga teacher, so maybe I can <laughs> stick my foot up in the air. I can imagine you'll have Vanna White. It'll be number 11. <laughs> so, yes, episode number five of the Havana Cafe sessions, and we are in the Havana Cafe in Limington Spa. So if you happen to find yourself in the Midlands, do pay them a visit. And this is not a paid advertising, by the way. It is a great little it's place to come coffee. and do. just great coffee. Yeah, great just coffee. Just word of mouth from one friend to another. <laughs> Absolutely. So now, before we, we always think about a topic um, a couple of days prior to doing the podcast. And I sent Sarah Beth a text saying, well, what are we going to talk about today? No, I didn't. I sent you a text and I said... It was cryptic. What just is said. your purpose? Just what is your purpose? Yeah, and your response. Well, let me like set the stage for that oh. because I was actually just driving my son to nursery, and there had been a lot of like toing and froing and stuff. And I got the text, and I thought, I, not to, not about you, because there's many a day and many a time when I'm like, yes, what is my purpose? And and but at that moment, it just hit me in the most hysterical kind of funny way, where I was just like. Oh, I don't know. I don't have a purpose right now. I just need to get my child to nursery. <laughs> but it was good. That was a really good response. In fact, the book I was reading was called The Four Purposes. And it's a book by Dan Millman. And he at least lists out the four purposes. Now, maybe I'll dig it up here in a minute. Um, but towards the end of the book, one of the things that it comes right back down to is, is what you just said there. A lot of people come in and they get all... They're all in knots because they, they can't. They don't know what their purpose is. Um, and in essence, what he said in the end, your purpose is the thing that you're doing right then and there. So your purpose, that was a perfect yeah, my, my response. Pur- my purpose was I needed to pick up my vegetables from the farm. I wasn't going to nursery that day. That was wrong. I was going to get vegetables from the farm because we get a veg box. Then I was going to play cars. Very important. Cars yeah. with eyes character card is very important and then I didn't know yes but that was good his purpose was what you were doing right there in that moment in that sort of now so I I thought yeah it's great because that was a nice segue into what we're going to talk about about purpose and I so from from that point of view and we were talking a little bit before we started recording and how are we defining this purpose I guess the first question I would ask is is there a such thing as a higher purpose because that's kind of where I'm going for so that you know yeah, I get purpose for sure. from my I was going to I was going to say that too you know it there's times when you feel more zen about what you're doing and then it's a lot easier to say oh my purpose in the moment like you know I just had this beautiful cheesecake in front of me ah oh, my purpose is to eat this cheesecake well isn't that nice but when you know we're about to engage in a task that we don't really like or that something not great is going on it's a lot harder to say my purpose is to clean the toilet or my purpose is to you know whatever what's your higher purpose then now now you so, have to live exactly. so it only so, so it only goes I, I feel like there you know there's definitely a higher purpose as well because <laughs> The mundane, everyday, you know, only takes you so far. I feel like we all are going to want their grinding coffee upstairs. They are, yes. Yum. <laughs> yum, yum. Um, 
so yes, higher purpose. I think that we do have one. And well, I that wasn't my question. What is your higher purpose? Well, as a Buddhist practitioner, my response would be that my higher purpose is to awaken. Ah, okay. So, and you know, one of the things that um, I remember that, that sparked in my head when you sent me that text was um, Eckhart Tolle's book that I've listened to a lot, actually, on audio called right. A New Earth. And it, I think the byline is like awaking to your life's purpose or something. But he talks about how we all have an outer purpose and an inner purpose. So he kind of s- distinguishes in that sense and says, like, your outer purpose is what you're doing. Yeah. And your inner purpose is to look inside yourself and awaken right. to your true self. Underneath all the layers of the roles that you play and the things you think you are and the temporariness of these things and find that deep self. So that's your inner purpose. And everyone has the same, according to him, mm-hmm. everyone has the same inner purpose, but not everyone has the same outer purpose because we all have, you know, different things that we want to do. So that's kind of how he, and I would say that kind of sits well with me. Yeah, and no, I like that. So an inner purpose is to awaken to your true self. I mean, there's a number of ways that we can kind of unpack that. Are you not always your true self? So is that a journey that everyone has to take? I know there's a lot of literature on there that says that we will have to all take that sort of inner journey at some point in time to awaken to who we are. I think probably there are people that have more layers than others. More layers, you know? like Shrek. Like Shrek, <laughs> exactly. No, I love that. It's like an onion. Yeah. Layers, layers. So, you know, if you read Zorba the Greek, so there's this character, Zorba, and he's just, he's a bit like... He's just himself. You know, he's just himself all the time. He's present all the time. So, and then he has this little kind of sidekick who's also the narrator who's a real head guy. And yeah. He's an academic and he's always questioning everything. And Zorba just does things, yeah. you know. And I think, you know, we all are different. Some of us have more layers that we have to peel away, more roles, more perceptions of who we are. Yeah. And other people are a bit kind of closer to that. Well, some people will look at purpose and say that we are put here, because you often hear that phrase, you know, you've been put here for a purpose, and that your mission, not to awaken, but to figure out what that purpose is, and then to fulfill that purpose. Yeah. Now, I And I suppose that would be in terms of your outer purpose. Okay, so that would be your sort of outer purpose, to say, what am I here to, to do? Yeah. And one of the things that's always bothered me about that, though, is if I was, if I was, have this purpose that was preordained for me so who decided what my purpose was going to be and then why is it hidden from me and I have to try and to mm. discover it um, and then it that's could, such a true point yeah but it, it, it <laughs> and do I not yeah well just tell me and 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 it just it also you know can cause or it cause me uh, you know you just get discontent so what's my purpose I don't know what my purpose is because I Maybe keep wanting God to have really this a thing. woman and she's waiting for you to read her mind. Ah. But why <laughs> I'm not sorry, just, I just but no, but why saying. not just tell me? I don't want to read your mind. I just want to know. <laughs> but yeah, so that that, yeah. that whole sort of higher purpose there or, or, or that we each have a purpose. Um I had issues with it from that point of view, because it's like, well, what does that actually mean and where does it actually come from? Um, but I also equally have had times where I believe that we each have a purpose. 
um, that we were here to do it. And you know what it was because from when you were a kid, but you've forgotten it and now you've got to re-remember it. I don't know about that. I think there are some people that are born knowing what they want to do. Like from an early age, you hear that people always wanted to be doctors. And mm. for me, I do feel like that's really true. I feel like from the, as long as I can remember, I've wanted to be a writer. So things are quite clear for me in a way that I feel like they really aren't for other people that don't have that kind of calling. And I don't feel like I did anything in particular to acquire this calling. Mm. And I don't feel like I have any more or less to give than anyone else in terms of a purpose. So I do feel like it is a little... I, I, I look at this as, as a really great gift. It's very hard to make any kind of living long-term from a writer, and it's a real like challenge and so journey that, for me. But if I also it? have something that I know... I'm, you know, I know what I want to do. Right. And and when you're in that state of not knowing yet, or not knowing because you knew and then you completed that task or you moved on, and you needed to change direction. Is that your purpose? So have you been put here to be a writer? I feel like when I think about outer purpose and I think about... I feel like there's this mixture of we have a choice. Like my answer to that is that we have a choice. It's not preordained what our purpose is, but that we don't have infinite choice because we're not infinitely talented. You know, that that all of us have some things that we're good at doing and some talents and some other things that we're not good at doing. And so no matter how hard we might try, you know, someone who's born with a you know six foot figure is never going to be a ballerina do you know what I mean there's yeah. certain there's certain things that like so your combination I, of, I might yearn to be a painter yeah but I do not have that skill oh. and, and I could have <laughs> yeah. I could have or maybe that's a bad example but you know do you know, you know yeah, what I'm saying you, yeah, so I do think that it's like kind the, of this the, the six foot thing it's just the body a, mechanics doesn't necessarily work there's a so I feel like there's a relationship or a, a blending of a choice, but within your set of skills that you have. And that's okay. That's great. You know? Is purpose about fulfilling something greater than yourself, though? So if we look at there's a higher purpose, so you've been here because so, your higher purpose is meant to serve a, a greater good other than you. So I don't know if you're right and you're meant to, if that's what your purpose was and you were meant to be here, then there's some gift that you need to um, give to the world or give to a person or a set of people that needed to hear something from you that yeah. facilitates their, their journey. The person that I think of who has an answer to that question is E.F. Schumacher, who's a, an economist from the 70s, very famous, wrote uh, Small is Beautiful. It was like seminal track for yeah. the environmental movement. He was part of the Soil Association. Um, and he wrote a lot of stuff, including an article called Buddhist Economics, in which he details what is the purpose of work. Because we think of work as a four-letter word. But actually, he says, work has three main purposes. One is, let me see, I wrote this down, to use and develop our skills and talents. 
to overcome our egocentrism by joining with others in a common task and bringing goods and services that are needed. So I feel like that's kind of cutting through, I don't know, some of the airy fairiness yeah. and saying, okay, like we have these talents. It's, it's part of our purpose to develop ourselves, to you know, challenge ourselves and to feel that challenge. And that's kind of part of being human. And it's also part of our purpose to use those talents towards something that's needed, a service or creation of a good that's helpful in some way. Um, and we all like at some point, even the most introverted of us, like to work with others, excuse me, or feel like what we're individually doing is, is getting, contributing to a, a bigger kind of yeah. vision and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's, um, it's one of these things where it's, if you were, if you, if you were here to fulfill a purpose and what is that purpose? Um, I th- there's always there seems to be like a lot of discontentment with so we're here and you do and you're working so you've got a purpose like if you do you're out of purpose like yes yes so you have very practical purposes you yeah. know I got to put some food on the table yeah so I need to to do that yeah but then you know there's, there's there comes a point in time where it seems in our journey and maybe this is where the inner journey aspect comes where we feel discontent like there seems like there's much more should there be much more to life than that so we have that that question do that stuff so is there something greater and then what is that and then how how do I fit in that so we're meaning seeking creatures and we want to understand our place our purpose and where we fit totally I do think that a lot of that discontentment on a basic practical level comes from the fact that a lot of jobs, in fact, I might dare say the majority of jobs that people are doing are not allowing people to use their skills and talents. They're turning yeah. people into kind of machine yeah, cog or in a whatever. Wheel. Yeah. And that they are not allowing them to feel part of the bigger whole. And that they are even unsure whether the service they're providing is meaningful is needed in, in a deeper way yeah. or are we just creating more widgets you yeah. know so um, or, or more money for the and there's CEOs. been a shifting there's been shifts in corporate life where some enlightened companies get that and that people don't just so the easy answer is to say people come to work for money I think more enlightened companies look at it and say actually sometimes it's about purpose and meaning that people are more motivated by yes everybody wants to get paid and to make money but the, the the thing that gives me my sense of worth and contribution is where do I fit in the big picture is the thing that we're making here or doing here how does it serve society in a bigger way you know when I was you know one of the things that I enjoyed about the military was that sense of that I was doing something greater than self so there was that, that you know we, we had a purpose a big purpose and it wasn't it was so, you know, it required a lot of self-sacrifice, but the self-sacrifice was worth it because it was for something greater, something bigger. I think, you know, yeah, whatever people's experience or not of, of the military, I think what Schumacher's saying about that is, yeah, we're transcending ego is actually an enjoyable thing mm. and part of work that, that people, that feeds people. It's why, you know, yeah. I'm yeah, with you, I'm with you. Yeah, no, that's it, no, it's exactly it. So then, if I was to think about, you know, what, you know, 
like, what is my purpose? Yeah. <laughs> I don't what have is, a purpose. What is your purpose? <laughs> you know, I've gone around and around and around and around and around and around and around in the houses with this whole purpose thing. And part of it centers around um, teaching or sharing of knowledge. I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but yeah. there's something for me around... Um, I liken it to almost like a pathfinder in the sense where you, you know, I go out, discover some stuff, find some new knowledge, assimilate it, come back to the tribe, here's what I learned, drop it off and then off I, I go. So I, I'm never one to be a specialist to say, you know, I'm going to do this one thing always and forever in this space. I think, I think that's the thing about differentiating in our minds between inner and outer purpose because I think your outer purpose can totally change. Um, you know, so we evolve and we have different interests and we do something for a while and it's challenging and then we're bored and we want to try something new. And that's, but my that's underlying fine. driver has always been the same. So mm. like you said, you know from your early on that you've always wanted to be a writer. My, when I'm at my most content is when I am fulfilling, if there is a such thing as purpose, when I'm most content, even if life is chaotic and crazy and things aren't right, but I'm still content because I feel in alignment with, with what, I don't know, what I, I'm meant what to do. You. Yeah, what satisfies you. Know, and I think the thing about that is that what satisfies you isn't going to feel the same for somebody else. They're going to want to do something different. And mm. I think maybe that's where the nurturing and wanting to develop our skills like we all come with certain skills and just and I suppose just because you're good at something doesn't mean you enjoy doing it yeah, so you know you can push those to the side but when you really feel that fulfillment it's because there's this like serendipitous blend of you, you you're good at something and you feel like it's meaningful and you're working you know it's it all comes together. You know, for me, that's writing. Yeah. And, you know, I think The Alchemist and Paulo Co oh, yeah. Coelho's, you know, famous book, his whole thing is about, you know, deeply knowing, you know, your purpose, deeply knowing it. Yeah. And, you know... But this in, is the thing that I think causes the discontentment in people, mm, in a sense, because, you know, you how you've just described your, your sort of purpose and you just know that. And I think the discontentment comes is because people don't know that. Yes, I know I've got these skills, and I can do this, and I can do that. And as you just said, just because I have the skills and I'm good at it doesn't mean that it's fulfilling. I just happen to be good at doing that thing, and I've got the skills, the training, but it doesn't fulfill me. And it's that drive, that um, drive for fulfillment that I think people are, are looking for. And I don't know if we're equating this fulfillment with purpose, so those things align, that gives you a a fulfillment. So, what you're doing uh, is it aligned with your skills, um, uh, what you're capable of, and then is there is it does it serve a use? So, I'm just thinking now of these intersection of try. So, I got yeah. this set of skills. Does it have a, a use? And um, does it does it align with your own like inner? I suppose you know sense of what is good and what is meaningful to produce, like what right. is needed. I don't know. Yeah. But it seems, um, but how, how, if I don't know what it is, if I'm, if someone was to come to you and say, well, I don't know what my purpose is, how could a person discover 
for their purposes? That's a very good question. I think, you know, uh, this is something that, and at various points I've struggled with, and because I've spent many, many years convincing myself that I shouldn't be a writer because it is a really crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, I... At, at the offset, and I, if I say to you, I always knew I wanted to be a writer, you have this vision of, like, the child, and then it's just a straight path, right? Like, I know I want to be a writer the whole time, but actually, I did history for my undergraduate degree because I thought that seemed a bit more sensible, and then yeah. I was going to train as an academic because that was a job, and that seemed more sensible, and then, you know, it goes on down the line. So I've always tried to pick things, and I was never very sensible. You know, I never did something like accountancy, something that, or like engineering, or something that I could actually say. It was always in the you know humanities, but in my mind, they seemed a bit more sensible than doing writing. Like yeah, yeah, I don't know. So you know, it's only really you know, and even when I have been taking care of my kids in the early years and. You know, you kind of lose a bit of yourself because you're given so much all the time to the other person that they need. I kept spinning my wheels like, what am I going to do next year and the year after when these kids are a bit older? I need to get back into work. What am I going to do? Am I going to pursue the academic thing again? Am I going to do this? And I would go through this whole line of thinking and I'd get back to the point where I thought, I just need to make a go of it as a writer. Just Mm. see if I can do it. And then I'd kind of get busy with life. And then about three to six months later, I'd start with the question again. What am I going to do? What am I going to do for money? What am I going to do for a job? And then I'd go through the whole... And this process takes many days to go through. And then eventually I would go through all the same... you know. And it literally took me probably a year to, to two years of doing that before I started cluing into the fact that I was always arriving at the same answer, which was... You just need to make it go over writing. Yeah, no, so, you know. But I think that's the root end for people for finding their purpose. In in the sense that if you, you know, an exercise is you know, time travel back to when you were, you know, you know, a kid, preteen, and the things that you that excited you. What did you get excited about in relationship to um, whether it was science or you know that. Thing before people started telling you, you know, there's no money in that, or you need to do something practical. Before all that kind of speak happened um, to interfere with where, the track that you were going on, go back to that space. And it may not be that, yeah, you're going to stop everything you're going to do to become a scientist, but then you can do the self-inquiry there and say, well, what was it about science that I enjoyed? Was it the inquisitiveness? Was it the Seeking of knowledge. The and problem can with us, I think, as adults, is we before we even allow ourselves to go through that whole process, we've already got a thousand reasons why it's not going to work. Got all the how, yes. We've got all the. Well, I don't have that qualification, so I can't even consider anything related to that. And I don't, you know, and you you have all the what you perceive as the implications for all of these yeah, things, yeah. and it is true. It's quite a brave and scary thing. To just say, I am just going to consider. Yeah, no, absolutely. Henry Ford said that um, obstacles are the things that we see when we take our eyes off the goal. So a lot sometimes when I'm coaching people, it's exactly that. It's they know what they want to do, but before they can allow themselves to dream of possibilities, then all the all the resources. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I've got this. I've got that. I like this, and so then they never begin. 
So part of the journey is to, okay, for a moment, know those things, put that aside, and if there were these obstacles, what were that sort of thing? So it's, it's allowing yourself to dream and shutting off the yeah, but until another time. Just dream first so you can get it all out, and then you can figure out the way. But it's people stop themselves because it's the yeah, buts, and the, they look at the obstacles and not the in space they want to go. Because I've, I've had the same circular journey with myself in terms of you know writing. Um, and and I suppose it, it was always not it was for me it's been a writer yes but it's unclear as to what that meant and what kind of writer so I think you know the, the tendency for me was to think writer yes and fiction and all that but to sit down and write fiction just doesn't work for me I can write poetry a little bit but fiction doesn't fall hollow for me but essays or things that explore the meaning, what it means to be human kind of things, and then trying to relate to that and what can I learn from that, that's the space that I exist I think, in. I think the other thing too is that, and that's really why I love these three things that, that Schumacher lays out, like mm. what is the purpose of work? Because if you don't have the sense of this calling, which mm. many, many people don't, it's really hard to stop yourself from looking at the few people that do, you know, like some of the artists, some of the famous people who always knew they wanted to be actors and actresses, or, you know, people that always wanted to be doctors, and just say, well, they had a purpose that I don't. And actually, your purpose, we can make too big a deal out of this in yes, a way, absolutely. I think. Yeah. You know, a lot of times your purpose can be to be a really good parent or to, you know, you know, people who are so working in social services and stuff who are like helping people every day. You know, there's a lot of people that are just helping people every day. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, a lot of times taking the pressure off of that is to go into your inner purpose as well and to realize that that's actually your primary purpose is to just peel back those layers of all the expectations you have of yourself of all the roles that you think you have to play and just come back to the core of just what it means to just be and and we're so divorced from that in our daily life but you know i think that even has its own minefields because i think we may have touched upon this i don't know if it was on tape or not but um the homer simpson complex because once you start down that journey inner journey it can open up a whole can of worms and you can find yourself being even more discontent than you were before and so sometimes there's something to be said for being the homer simpson you know i come home yeah sit on the couch drink my duff beer <laughs> watch the, the same program is, go to the same place and never really question you know what a greater purpose or a greater nobody anything that's or, listening to these words yeah is capable of that they're not capable of being a homer simpson I don't think so. I know so. Homer Simpsons, <laughs> and I envy them because but they the don't entertain is, this They're not this listening kind of to thought. us. Yeah. And I think once you, once well, yes, you I get start you. So if they listen and ask these questions, they're done. You can't go back, no, right? You can't go back. You can't. Once you have and that experience, you can't take it away. So no. it's almost stay I mean, the as, Homer Simpson. <laughs> well, as a as a Trust me. again as a Buddhist <laughs> practitioner, you know Buddhists look at this from many many lifetimes. Mm. So you know, 
in, in a many, many lifetimes journey, if you start stretching your personal journey out for that length, then you have a whole different kind of conception of why you come to life with certain ticks and certain habits, but also mm -hmm. certain yearnings and certain skills and certain whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever saw that if you are a friend's listener from all those years ago, um, there's a great moment where uh, Joey says something to Phoebe about, am I, am I, he says something like, am I wise and old or something like that? Do, do, are my eyes wise and old or something like that? Anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway, just have this vision of, of Phoebe patting him on the head and saying, oh no, Joey, you're brand new. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. But that's a good point you made. If someone's listening, if they've listened to these podcasts, then they probably wouldn't be the person that's not Sorry. the Homer, the Homer Simpson. As my type. teacher says, and once then, a practitioner, you can't go back. Yes, and then are we are we being like Morpheus and putting this out on the internet? Someone accidentally starts listening to it, and then they the problem get is unplugged. It, well, did he accidentally listen to it, or was he looking? Or was our, it his faint? He's our, well, that's a <laughs> question no one can really the, answer. Across but the, the Havana Cafe podcast, the he just happened to click on The point is that Neo was looking. <laughs> Already he was looking for answers. Yeah, he was, well, was he? He was looking for answers, but he didn't know why he was looking for answers. He didn't know answers. why, but yeah. he was looking for something. There and was a dissatisfaction in there. his thing, he didn't have a choice. This is almost a predestined. He, he hated true. the idea of not having the fate, but if you look at the whole of the film... He was where he was at, not through his own choice, and he yes, and true. they were just playing that same track out over and over true. and over, um, which is one of the things that I have a question about when we start to talk about God, and I don't know if we want to get into that. Cause we're, Shall we solve it for because, next time? Because, so because, <laughs> because we're near the end, but I'll throw it out then, just, and we can talk about this on, it could be a part two to this one. One of the things that so the, the question is, you know, is God all knowing and all powerful? If He's all knowing, then He already knows what I'm going to do. Therefore, I have no real choices because He can see my beginning and my end and the choices that I'm going to make. Or is He just all powerful and I have freedom of will and free choice and all of that? Um, but yes, I'll just put that out there <laughs> because that may be another a subject. Little to, a, least, a little teaser for next time, maybe. A little teaser. Because if we yes. can answer that one, we'll I be know, really we'll be, yes. we'll be. I So did you so. make the choice, or was the choice already determined for you? So we talk about cause and fact. On my way here, and I meant to take a picture of it, there was, and it was probably, if we're talking about signs and omens, you mentioned the alchemist. Um, there was a, uh, a flyer on the ground, and it had cause and effect on the top. So how spooky is that? Because it, it, we talk about cause and effect, us being here, is just a relationship to all the decisions that we made up until now. So you didn't have any choice but to be in that seat today, right now, recording this podcast based off of the accumulation why of all would I the want choices. A choice? Why would I want a different choice, but Clay? I why had cheesecake, you? I had my have second a choice. cup of coffee. Well, your cause and effect, if, if the you cause here? and effect always brings me to Havana Cafe yeah. to have cheesecake and coffee with you, You're happy. I will. I will give up my <laughs> volition. Oh, good. Yes. All right. We'll save that one for another time to talk about cause and effect and God and stuff. Life, <laughs> the universe. Yeah, but have we settled on purpose? So you know your purpose. I think I have a good idea what my purpose is. 
always have been a seeker. That's my purpose, to seek. And it's changing. To seek, Our find, purpose is changing. come back, give, move on to find some other things to bring back more knowledge to the tribe. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so... Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please do comment, like, share. If you have a topic that you'd be interested in hearing us talk about, uh, let us know in the comments as well. It'd be fantastic to hear from you all. See you next time.